Okay, Bez Hashem is Baruch. We're up to Parsha Zayin Oisiyot Gimel in Esther Rabbah. This is a long medrash, but it's a fun medrash to learn through. This is uh, Haman making the request to destroy the Jewish people. So the the uh, the learning today is about the inside story and the outside story. You're going to see, we're going to get way deep, deep into Haman's head and how he saw from the outside story what the Jewish people are. And then we'll talk about the inside story. So, shalom, shalom. So, I'll get this you. So he says, because he wants to destroy the Am Yisrael, right? So Ishtaki says, at first, when he first said, come, we're going to destroy the Jews from the world, Ahasuerus says, you'll never be able to do it. Their God will never let you. Look, look what he did to all the kings that came before. And whenever he tried to hurt them, the greatest kings, people greater than us, anyone who tried to get up, Upon them, to get rid of them from the world. They even made it, yeah, any advice with the Yatzele and Mifta to come. For some reason, the Medrash here is in Aramaic. And this became known to all, all dwellers of the world. You just can't, you can't go, we can't, can't go up against the Jews. We were, not, we're nowhere near what those earlier kings are like. There's no way, we have no chance. Don't even start, right? This is according to Reish Lakish. This is what Achashverosh told Haman. It's all that's one of the big things. The Midrash is the story between the lines, right? If you read the Megillah, don't, you will not see this dialogue between Haman and Achashverosh. You just see Haman saying, "I want to destroy the Jews." Achashverosh takes off his ring, gives it to him, and boom! Like uh, this Midrash is saying, how, "How did how did they actually reach that decision that we're going to really we're going to really destroy?" So what's that? Oh, so we'll see this particular medrash. Okay, right? so says, "Look, Haman, uh, though he kept saying, come on, come on, we got to do this.' He was bothering him. Kol shaita v'shaita, every hour, every minute, he's like, come on, we gotta, the Jews, the Jews, we got the Jews.' He's bothering them. He's bothering Haman. He's bothering Achashverosh so much. Achashverosh, okay, fine. Let's ask all of our, all of our sorcerers and our wise chachamim, chartumim." So he called all the wise men of the nations of the world together. Remember, Achashverosh was king of 127 countries, like it was the known world. It was, it was everything. So he calls everyone together, all the greatest wise men. They all came before him. Achashverosh, do you want I should destroy? you think it's a good idea to destroy this nation from the world? And they all said together, Mi hu hu who, who, who could this be? Who would dare to want to do such a thing? says, Th- throw it out. Throw out this whole... Because first of all, here they say, Mom, is a wild thing. If you get rid of the Jews, the world won't exist anymore. Because the whole world was only created for the Torah that was given to the Jewish people. And furthermore... All of the nations of the world 
they're called Nochrim before Hashem. Nochri, Shalom Am Chayisrael. If you look in, in Tanakh, the nations of the world are called Nochrim, which means like strangers, people who are far. Vishrael Nikru Kroivim, and Am Yisrael are called close ones, meaning also relatives. Relatives. As it says, Vnesrael Am Karovo. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is called a relative of Am Yisrael. It says, Karov Hashem Lechol Korav. Like this Pesach, there's Hashem, it's like we say in Ashrei, right? Like they mean say Ashrei, you can think of this. Karov, the Medrash says, Karov Hashem Korav means Hashem is our relative. Means we have, uh, we have Pul, he's our Karov. He's our, he's our relative. In Hebrew, the modern day Hebrew also say, Karov, it means a relative. Ech, Uma, Karov, HaKadosh Baruch There's Sorry, Ein, there's no nation that's as close to Hashem is Am Yisrael. Shenemar, Hashem alakinu b'chol kareinu love. You want to try and send your hand, shoteh lishloach yad b'krovav v'vavonav shal kodesh baruch hu. How can you possibly think you'll get away with it? L'fishu hu shalit b'anim tachtoni v'nefesh kol chayb yodah Hashem. This is God you're talking about. The souls of the entire world are in His hand. And and they and they all said, look at the earlier king, similar to what Achishverosh had told him. So Haman said, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'll, I'll explain to you. Miyada Marlahon Haman Eloha, this God, remember they, that's our pashas, Yitzias Mitzrayim, right? So Haman is bringing up the story of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Back then, it wasn't that long after Yitzias Mitzrayim. It's maybe like a thousand years after Yitzias Mitzrayim or so. So Haman says, Eloha Shetiba Paro Bayam. The God that 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 drowned Paro in the sea and made all the miracles. Israel You've all heard of who's Zaken? He's elderly. There's <laughs> nothing. He can't really do anything now. He's like what? He's retirement home. Retirement home. <laughs> He's like <laughs> he's like feeble. Doesn't have the same. Enu yachol asot klum. And how's my proof? Where are we now? The Jews are all in exile. Nebuchadnezzar came, destroyed the temple. Sarafet he burnt down the base of Mikdash. And he exiled the Jews and spread them out amongst the nations. Where is all of his strength? Must be. It's old. <laughs> this is part, this is, this is, hey, Shalom Aleichem. <laughs> <laughs> right? And he had a very strong thing, and the Jews also were. This is part of what Haman speaking out is also was our own lack of self confidence at the time. The Jews had been led out of, of Israel to Babylon in neck chains, like cattle, neck chains. We're attached to each other by the neck with chains. This is pretty scary, it's pretty awful, right? Imagine. I mean, so also we're a little bit heartbroken, and Ham was like, oh, 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 you see, must be old, yeah? And as the Tilim says, and we say it um, one, of the, one of the weekdays, this is what the Goyim say, that God doesn't see, doesn't understand what's going on. As soon as he like made his argument, 
So immediately, all the Chachamim and Chashverosh and everyone changed their mind. Like, ah. They're like, on the one hand, there's a certain like mystique that the Jews have. You can't touch them. You can't. Them. Soon he'd say, well, but the God who took them out from Egypt did all those miracles. He's, excuse me, he's old now. You can't with this. Look, they knew that's a destroyed thing. Everyone's like, okay, fine, let's kill them right away. Everyone was like, switch immediately. They're just like, okay, miyad, miyad kiblud varav vehiskima datam lechalosis Israel. They all agree. There wasn't one holdout left. It was some mystique before Taro, whatever Jews. Exodus, the Exodus that we're reading about this week. At first, it puts a it puts some a serious hesitance and to forget about, it, don't even try. But then, when he said this argument that God is old, and the truth is that even for the Yidden in Mitzrayim, I just heard this last night from Rav Kiva, my new teacher. He says uh, there was by the Jews in Egypt. This is an old syndrome. The thing of old is old. <laughs> Meaning to say, the concept that like it's old already, even in Mitzrayim, the good old days were the days where the Avos were alive, where they were like revealing Hashem's name, where there were like Malachim all around doing miracles and amazing things going on. Then it got old, and the Jews are enslaved in Egypt, and they're feeling Baba Salim, and the Jews are feeling like. It's old already. We're slaves. Maybe Hashem forgot about me. Maybe Hashem forgot. Maybe Hashem's old. Maybe the whole story got old. You see, the Jews in Egypt felt already it's old. You see how old the concept of it's old is? It's so old. <laughs> and every time, right? Every time, really, Hashem is trying to help us. We're here. To do two things. We're here to fix the sparks. It's a very mysterious idea. But we're here to move things around. Rav Kivak, he said, it's just a few weeks ago, Rav Kivak said, Zuze is the word for money. You heard this here on the recording? Zuze is the word for money. He says, why is money called Zuzim? Because money just means moving things around. Lazuz. What are you doing? You move this over here. Someone gives you a car. You move this over there. You get a nice necklace. You move that You're just moving stuff around. Why the mezuzah, when you look at the mezuzah, it's there to inspire you, to remind you to move from sadness to a little bit of joy, even if it's just a silly joke, even if it's just a silly joke, to move from hopelessness to hope again, to move a little bit, because mezuzot, the Zohar Kodesh is zaz maves, to move out of that place of death, every transition, is a hard place, you're in between one room and another, not yet in the other room. You when you get engaged, you're in one place, you're not quite another place. It's not easy to look at the mezuzah. Zaz mavis, move away from any of the fears and the pain and the when you make that move inside, it moves everything in Shemaim. You have no idea. Everything we do down here makes big differences in Shemaim. And then all the shefa and the bracha of your physical parnasa changes. And then you could eat a little bit and you satiate it. You don't have to overdo it, you know? You eat a little bit, it's enough. You put on your suit, your clothes, your dress, whatever. It's enough. I'm happy with this. I'm sameach bechelki. This is the true wealth, right? Sameach bechelki. How do I get there? I always want more. Mezuzah. Mezuzah is the fixing. 
says, this is the fixing of of, of the Tenth Commandment, not to covet somebody else's stuff, but to keep coveting more and more forever. And Hashem gives enough to everyone. Satiation. Satiation. Kivak said, mezuzah is higher than tefillin. We're not mechavan enough to mezuzah. Don't take it seriously enough. Mezuzah is the connection of Sviras HaMalchus to Sviras HaYisoy. It's the connection of our forlorn place of we're all alone to know Hashem's with me. He's up there on my wall, on my door. He's guarding me. He's with me, the Shema Yisrael. And Mamish, like we learned it, Vayayim Shamoa, and Mamish, Rav Kivak taught this to me. I've said it over so many times. I maybe said it here already twice. And it's okay to hear it again. But he said, it says Vayayim Shamoa, right? The second paragraph of the Shema. The first paragraph of the Shema is just Emunah. Hashem is one. I love God, right? That's Gavaldic. Vayayim Shamoa says, if you listen, it's going to be good. And if not, Hashem will be angry and exile. And then it says, V'samtem, as the Vari Put my words, Al-Levavchem v'al-Nafshechem. Rav Kivik says, and it's so amazing, it's such a simple shot. You know what that means? It means when you get something, when you get it wrong, and, and, and then there's a punishment, or there's a down, start again, you can start again. V'samtem, as the Vari Al-Levavchem v'al-Nafshechem. V'samtem. Yem Shemo is the biggest chizik. It's infinite chizik. Every mezuzah is telling you to start again. And I added, you know what v'samtem comes from? The Gemara learns out v'samtem is sam-tam, which means an elixir of life, potion of life, which means the sam in v'samtem is lashem purim, chayvim shibesumim. It's the samim. It's the sam. You have to get a little blissed out. Start again. Purim is coming. For Hashem, Arak, for the the Babasali. We have to. We have to. Give a simple start again. It's old. It's old. Yeah, it's old. Like we're so easy to look at the first part of Ayam Shemua. If we listen, it's going to be good. If we don't listen, it's going to be bad. And I didn't listen, and it's bad. End. Oh, there's a whole other part. The Samtem. The Samtem is to change your whole diamond. It's such an amazing thing, and it's in every mezuzah. We we lost our whole interiority. Because it's after the paragraph where things are bad, and says, "Now, what do you do?" Oh, it's after all the v'charah. Yeah, v'charah Hashem. The next pasuk is right. It's if, if you don't listen, v'yam shamoa. If you'll be a good girl, good boy, you listen. It's going to be good. Ah, you didn't listen. Ha <laughs> Too bad. Exile. Now, now, now the thing is, we all get stuck there. <laughs> like the 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 guy. I don't know if you guys know about this. On the Muppets, there was the guy who was trying to play the piano. You know, always get it wrong and bang his head. He said, I'll never get it. Bang, bang, bang. It's like, <laughs> it's our whole generation. I'll never get it. Bam, bam. <laughs> it's old. The thing is, because Yiddishkeit, it's all so old. I know, it's an old story. If we would have been good, it could have maybe been good. But now we already messed up. It's finished. It's, it's over. We, we never, we don't finish reading the Shema. We don't get the Vesantem. It's in every mezuzah. Well, Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's the idea. Tamimut, tam, mamish. Yeah, the, the Marsha says like that. So it's sam hachaim. The Gemara Darshan from Besamtim that the Torah is a sam hachaim. It's an elixir of life. Which means you have to like actually hear the message. You realize this thing of getting freaked out that it's all old and it's not now. That was how we felt in Mitzrayim. Which is a long time ago. 
before, and then it shifted to Makos, and we were like, okay, okay, okay. And then it lasted for like a week or something, then a Malik came and we freaked out again. Whatever it is, like, we, 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 it's, we're so easy for it to become old. So easy. We, we latch right on to the paragraph of being punished and that it's bad. And, and, and we miss the Vesamtem. And it's, it's so crucial, so crucial that our homes, that we're building homes, that our homes, the, 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 this generation, like the, the indoors is a continuation of the outdoors. You come in with the phone, we're still public. We don't have private. We have inside. We need to go indoors. We need to have our own. Mamish, Kedusha, a holy space. Hashem is giving us Mamish, like a, a, a Kedusha, like a burglar system. And this is a... It means having Kavana because the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch says... The mitzvah should be there. The mitzvah should be there. Kissing is a good thing, but the, the mitzvah that it should be there, Epstein! The mitzvah, the mitzvah is the mitzvah is that it should be there, and it's a constant mitzvah. It's the only physical mitzvah that is a constant mitzvah on every man and woman in Klal Yisrael. Unless you're chas v'shalom homeless, if, if you have an apartment or a, a place where you stay, the mitzvah in you every second that it should be there. It's something you can be conscious of all the time. Even if you're outdoors, there's a mitzvah on my door at home. It's, it's a tank. Tank? Oh. Oh, oh, you sleep in the tank. It becomes like a house. Like a, like a, right, like a, okay. It's a shadow. And I'm not passing. Uh, can always put one without a bracha. Uh, yeah. So... So, but the reason I'm bringing it in is for this thing of old. The mezuzah is there to have renewal. Our homes are supposed to be mamish places of freshness and renewal. A home, a Jewish home, that mezuzah has vayam shmoy in it. It has v'samtem in it, and it's meant to be a Mr. Shabbos, isn't it? Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> have some arak. It's the Baba Sabbath. So this concept of old is really old. This idea that there were once good old days and Hashem once upon a time was with us, that's how the Jews felt in Mitzrayim, before the Geula. Because oh, once upon a time when the Avos were around, then there was Or. Now we're, we're slaves and that things are so hard. I don't understand why is Hashem making me go through this. So one reason Hashem has us go through it, Kiva was speaking about it last night, is, the, is really everything we touch, everything we do, all of the things we're involved with in Parnassus, it's all sparks of holiness. Hashem has a whole inside story that we don't know. We don't know. It's all zuze. We're just moving things around. It looks like I just happened to meet this person, happened to get into that, happened to like that. That has a word. Parnesa. Beautiful. So, so, so. Hmm. Oh, Lachaim, Adrabba, Baba Sali. Forty days. We're in the. This is. The, we're in the forty days. Chaver, we're in the forty days. Purim is. We're mamish. This is it. We are mamish in the forty days. I mean, kavalik. Chaim, you have to get. You have to get used to drinking. You have to like prepare. Like this. Like you know. Like <laughs> prepare for the mitzvah. Now. 
So Mamish, so one thing is we're moving around sparks, it's all a locus. And we have to let go of all of our worries. And Rabbi Nachman is telling us it's possible to be matzliach with this. It is possible for you to not be worried so much about Parnasa. It's possible. It's possible to really feel Hashem is holding you. Hashem is holding you. Hashem is feeding you. Hashem is like I have air. Hashem is with me. And to really, really trust. And not get pulled down, not get enslaved, right? So one thing is the sparks. The other thing is it's building our emuna. We're building up also ratzon. We're learning how to want God. In Shemaim, everything is so clear that it's missing desire. Masan has a whole Torah about this. And the Shema comes down to this world to feel distant from God so it can build a muscle called ratzon. This world is so good for that. So far. We can want Hashem so much. We can want the Mashiach so much. We can want a real home. We can want a mezuzah. To mamish be indoors. We can want a real thing. We can really cry. Mamish have to cry to be zochen. To actually connect to the mitzvah of mezuzah. To really have a bias. A bias Yehudi. Bais Yisrael. Bais Neman Yisrael. Ve'heichen kochol gvurasa. So, so, so. Haman is saying, ah, it's all old, right? As soon as he makes this argument, Achashverosh and all the wisest men in the earth, who at first were wowed by the mystique of the Jews, Haman says, yeah, okay, they used to be. There has been. It's not only there has been. God is a husband. He's old now. He used to do a miracle. Look, they, 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 they took his house. They took the, led the Jews out in neck chains. We can get them. It was second that he made this argument, miyad. All of them said, okay, we're in. Right? And then they sent out letters to the whole world about the destruction of Am Yisrael Khalilah. And they said, what did the letters say? When Haman sent out these letters, Right about the about everyone should be ready for Yud Gimel Adar. That that was the day. That was the day that came out on his thing. The day to Chas V'Shalom destroy. And listen to this unbelievable thing. Now we're going. Get ready for this. We're going deep into Haman's head. This is Haman's perspective. Medrash is taking us in, in, in to the outside story of Am Yisrael. How does he describe who are these people and why should we destroy them? Listen to this unbelievable thing. This message is a bit long, but it's Gavaldi. He says, he says, these people, these are people who do not have hakarat hatov. Kofrim b'misha asalahem tova. They go against and are not thankful to those who do good for them. How so? Come and see. Me'oto ani paro. From that poor old paro. <laughs> poor old paro. But what happened with this poor old paro? What did they do? When, they, when the Jews all came down, he took them in so nicely, and he gave them mamish, the best place to live, and he fed them even during the years of famine, right? Ke'ilu, paro fed them. And gave them all the best stuff in his land. 
And Paro just had like a few cities he needed to build, so he had them build it. Right? This is how we described Puro. <laughs> yeah, Puro. They had some cities he needed them to build. That's how we're describing the slavery. And so they were building for him. And what? And then they came with this trick, Ba'uba Alila. And they said, we just need to go a distance of three days and bring a sacrifice to our God three days away, and then we'll come back. And please, can we borrow some silver and some gold and some clothing? And the Egyptians all let them borrow the silver and the gold, all their best stuff. And they filled up all their donkeys. Le'en mispar, innumerable donkeys filled with stuff. Until they tricked the whole Egypt. And then they just ran away. And when Paro heard, of course he ran after them to try to get his money back. And what did they do? They had a certain man with him. This is all Paro's head, right? It's an amazing thing. They had a man with him. This name, then Moshe ben Amram. Ubik Shafav, and with his sorcery, he took a certain uh, staff and he said certain words on it, and he hit the sea until it turned into dry land. And they all went in dry land and went through. Now, here starts from now on. Notice how many times Paro uses the word I don't know. And just by the way, I'm just going to tell you a little joke that my friend told me. <laughs> a bunch of uh, African-Americans in Brooklyn are walking by a shul on Sukkot. And one of them turns to the other and says, I don't understand these Jews. They're holding these plants and they say, I know, I don't know. How should I know? Hashem's <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of in a crazy way. Sounds like I don't know. <laughs> so notice, notice, notice how many times, notice how many times Haman uses the phrase, I don't know. Any Odea. It says so many times. What's that? Haman. Because this is now his expression, his story that he's sending out to all the nations of the world to explain to them why, why we're killing the Jews on the 13th of Adar. And he uses the expression, I don't know, so many times. This is the first one. Avru Kulam, all the Jews went through the sea. The Eniyodea, and I don't know how they made it through and how they made that ocean turn dry. As soon as Paro saw this, he went after them to go back, get his money. And I don't know how they pushed him into the water and drowned him there and all of his army. And they forgot all the good that the Egyptians had done for them. You hear how, how, how ungrateful these people are? And furthermore, what they did to Amalek, my great-grandfather, when, they, when he came to go and fight them. Amalek came to go and fight them. And where did Amalek come from? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amalek came to go and fight them. What happened? I'm refeeding. What happened? What, what, yeah, so my grandfather Amalek. And so he says, why did Amalek say to go and do this? So there, there's a whole explanation. He wasn't just being cruel. What was the story? 
he went to go consult with the wisest man of the time, Bilam, right? To go get some, some advice, like what to do. And he said, I know that you have such great advice. And, you know, you're able to really think deeply. And anybody who takes advice from you will not fail. And he said, look, look what this nation did to the Egyptians. They did for them so much good. This is Amalek talking to Bilam, right? Look, the, the Egyptians were so hospitable to them. They took them in in a famine, fed them, gave them a place to live. And look what they did to them. They took all their stuff and ran away and drowned them. So horrible. This is Amalek talking to Bilam. And if the, with the Egyptians, they did so much to the Egyptians, who did so much good for them, to the rest of the nations, how much more so will they only do bad? What do you advise me to do, right? These are the most dangerous people on the planet Earth. Look what the, the most nicest people took them in. And look how they dealt with them so horribly. They drowned them. They hurt them. They stole their stuff. Like, they got to do something. What do you advise? Amarlo, Bilam. He said, go and you go fight them. Because if you don't go fight them, um, no one will ever be able to stand in front of them. And we, we need Dafka, you, because they depend on the merit of Avraham, their father. And you are also a descendant, because Amalek, remember this? Timna was a Pilegesh of Esav, right? Timna was, uh, was, was your daughter of Ishmael? Yeah, fine, I don't remember that. The Zara says that? Yeah, because in Chumash. Right. Oh, oh, it's very uh, interesting. Esav married the uh, daughter of Ishmael. Very interesting. That's because there is also a physical location. It's uh, something with the name Yemen. Got that name from Yemen. 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 Any case, for sure, Amalek is genealogically a descendant of Abraham Avinu. Also, yeah. came from Esav, who was from Yitzchak, who was from Avraham. So, so Bilam says they have the merit of Abraham. So, like the whole world needs somebody to stand up against these bullies, these horrible people, right? It, be, it better be you because you also come from Abraham, oh, right? You can clear the name of Avraham. You can, you, <laughs> right? See how like twisted this is. It's unbelievable, right? Except for a few I don't knows. Like, I don't know how that ocean split and how the Egyptians drowned. I don't know exactly like where I don't know is Hashem, right? <laughs> We're just missing like maybe, maybe they have, maybe Shemayim is with Amisa. But that, he just, you'll see how many times he just chalks it up to I don't know. So fine. So what happened? So you better go fight them. So it's all in the letter that he's sending out to all the nations of the world for why the 13th of Adar is going to be the day. He's telling that the whole story. This is the protocols of the elders of Persia or whatever. Whoops. Right? Like this is like, this is the whole, this, you know, this is, what's his name? The, the, the rapper now? Like who has his whole, this is the Kanye story of the Jews, right? This is, who are the, the, the right? This is the inside scoop. He calls it a scoop. Is that what he calls it now? Anyway, whatever. Is it? That's this is this is right. Chaim. 
time while they're having the conversation with Bilam, they made a pact with the son of men. They have certain powers, right? The dealing men have to special powers, they'll be lords of all the area, but they have to take out Amishal. Oh. Right? So that's the Zoyz. The, the Medjish's version is what, you know, what they did amongst themselves, what nefarious uh, deals they made with the devil themselves. But here's what they told the world, right? That these Jews, Gavalt, are they awful? Somebody's got to stand up to them. Ah, you Amalek, who is, will clear the name of Abraham Avinu. He'll bring this chus in. He'll be able to win. Afatash, who ben beno shel Avram, talui b'schusah shel Avram. Miyad balim So immediately he went and fought them. What did Moshe do? Who was their leader? Well, he had a certain student whose name was Yehoshua bin Nun, who was tremendously cruel, and he had no mercy. Yehoshua, this is this is Haman's. Uh, this is Haman's talking, right? <laughs> Watch out, man! Yeah, Haman's story, like you know, it, it, he has ra- he has a he has, it's it's rational, you know, it holds together, you know. Watch out! <laughs> good for him, good for him. <laughs> so, it's part of the whole thing. It's a good story. It's a little scary. It gives you the chills. What's going to happen? Ayla, tell me the chad. Bedtime stories. Ayla, tell me the chad. Yeshua binun shmo vayachzari and mo. was so cruel. He had no mercy. And Moshe said to him, choose out some people and go fight a malik. And then he says, here's another I don't know. I don't know. These people who they chose, if they were, if they were sorcerers, or if they were actually good fighters, and what did Moshe do? He took his staff in his hand, and I don't know what he did with it. See all the I don't knows? And when he came upon them, I don't know what he whispered, what he whispered unto the staff that they should win, I don't know. And and the, the hands of the Amalekites were weak and they fell before them. And then they came to Sichon and Og, right? Those two kings, right? Who were the strongest kings in the land. And no one was able to stand before them. And I don't know how they killed them. <laughs> and then came the kings of Midian, and I don't know how they were able to get past them. And then, furthermore, with that student of Moshe brought the Jews into the land of Canaan. Not only did he take their land to, and, and conquer 31 kings and divide the land up for the Jewish people and had no mercy on all the people there, but furthermore, um, and, and whoever he didn't kill, he took as slaves. Then came Sisra. Remember Sisra? And I don't know what they did to him. No, 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 <laughs> but they're no. able to win against them. And then there was his first king, the king of Shaul. The king named Shaul was his name. And he went and fought in the land of my great-grandfather, Amalek. And he killed hundreds of thousands of them. And no mercy on them. And I don't know how he was able to kill them. And then furthermore, what he did to Agag, my great-great-grandfather, the king of Amalek. That at first they were nice to him, but then came this man named Shmuel. And he 
cut him up, chatacho, and he let his flesh be eaten by the animals. It says, that he cut him into four pieces. And I don't know how he was able to kill him in such a way, like you heard. And then they had this king named David ben Yishai, and he was mamish, just murderous and destroying all the people around them. And then came his son Shlomo, and he built them a certain house, and he called it Beit HaMikdash. And I don't know what they had inside it. <laughs> I don't know what they had in that building. And, and when they would go to fight, they'd go in there and do some kind of sorcery in there. And then they'd go out and destroy the world. Every time they go into that building, I don't know what they did, come out and destroy. And with all the good they had, now here's so funny, he says, with all the good they had, they rebelled against their God. And furthermore, that God of theirs got old. And the Vuchadnetzar came and burnt their house down and exiled them from their lands and brought them amongst us. And they still haven't changed their ugly ways. And even though they're in exile amongst us, they're just totally making fun of us and all of our faith. And now we've all come together of one mind and we've made a, a poor, we've, we've, we've made a whole lottery. Decide on the best possible day of the year to get rid of them. Something like that. To get rid of the best possible day to get rid of them. And now everyone should be ready for that day, now that these letters have reached you, to absolutely destroy kol ha-yehudim Don't leave anyone out. And when these letters were signed and given by Haman... Was his reading cool? It's very hard to get a precise thing, right? First of all, they had no thankfulness to poor old Paro. And they took advantage of him and they came out of that. And then they, they destroyed my great-grandfather who was trying to stand up for all the goodness in the world, right? Like and, then, right. and then they built this house of Beit HaMikdash and I don't know what they had in there. And they went in there and did sorcery and went out and destroyed every time. And So then, Mordechai, so, so Haman, when he sent this out, he was very, very happy. All these letters went out to every mamish, the whole world. And when he went out, he went out with his whole chevra, and they bumped into Mordechai, who happened to be walking down the way. And, they, and Mordechai, he had no idea what was going on. And Mordechai saw three school kids who just came out of yeshiva. <laughs> and Mordechai ran after them. And when Haman saw Mordechai run after the kids, so Haman started running after Mordechai, and all of his chevra were running after them also. So says, Mordechai running after these three little kids, Mordechai is running after them, Haman, and all the chashva people around them in this case. Meryl, Beryl, and Shmer, and, 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 and Label are uh, these three little kindalach that came out from, 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 from Cheder. And Mordechai, when he got there, Mordechai got to the kids and he said, Psokli Psukha, tell me your pasuk, right? Because the Gemara said, I'll say, no, we've lost prophecy, but children still have prophecy. And there's messages we can get. We tell the kid, we ask your child, where are you up to in your learning? It can be a message from heaven. So Mordechai says, tell me what pasuk you're up to in Tanakh. Amarlo, altira mipachadisa, umishoyaz reshaim kisavah.
And then the next child said, what's your Pasuk? And he said, oh, I just finished this Pasuk. And then they asked, Beryl, Beryl, what's your Pasuk? The third child, he said, so this is every davening, every davening. We finish every davening with these three psukim. Every davening. This can change your every davening. Every davening you can remember. Don't be old. Connect to the youthfulness of Meryl, Beryl, and Shmeryl. Connect to the, the whoever their names were. These, these the three kindalach coming out from, from Cheder, exactly when Mordecai and Paro and Hamad came out after sending the letters and everyone's running out. What do they have to say? And it's these three things. And Hashem is saying, don't be afraid of anything in the world. Don't be afraid of anything in the world. I did it. It's all me. I'm holding it all. I'm I'm suffering. I'm holding the whole thing. I'm going to get you out. Hamad is listening Muhammad's listening to this whole Interesting thing, right? Yeah. Haman is in the Quran. Mm. Says that Haman went to ask the advice of Haman. Ha- Haman is in the Quran? Yeah, Gavalt, what a thing to do on Purim. Haman? Haman is serious? He's really there? Haman is in the Quran. <laughs> Oh, and with the paro. Yeah, paro. <laughs> I know most of they don't have a machine. Oh, <laughs> okay, little. So, the when Mordechai heard these three psukim one after another, Gavalt, I wonder if he realized that Yidna are going to be davening them for hundreds of years, three times a day. When he heard these three psukim, Kevan Shishama Mordechai Kach. Sachak, he started cracking up. Can you imagine what kind of a cool person Mordechai is? He started cracking up. I have to tell you a little story about Rabbi Kivak for one second. I heard this story very recently from Yedidenu Penny Deutsch. You guys know Penny? Nobody knows Pinchas? You know Penny Deutsch? Pinchas? No? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's my neighbor now. Kind of. He's like, he's a, yeah. He's got a kebab. You have to talk to him. Anyway. He told me about Rabbi Kivak, this unbelievable story. This is just a little aside about, because Rabbi Kivak reminds me of Mordechai, because he's a, he's a truly happy person. And somebody who's truly happy, they know what to do. You know, when you're really happy, that's why it's important, like, it's, it's important to, like, tell jokes and, and, like, do the things that you love doing, so that you'll be happy enough that you'll know what's the right thing to do. Listen to this. So Rabbi Kivak, this penny, brings a friend over to him. This friend of his grew up a chassidish ayid, but he went way into drugs, way, way into drugs, way in. And he brings him to Rabbi Kivak. And Rabbi Kivak, you have to know him to understand how it's possible for him to do this. Rabbi Kivak looks at him and he goes, Jethro. <laughs> he looks at him and he goes, Jethro. Mavish, you have to know he really could do this. He's he's Rabichi Meyer's Rebbe. He's Rabichi oh, Meyer's. He taught Rabichi Meyer Presley. Uh, there's no express. He's a very hidden Jew. He's just starting a little bit to whatever it is. He's 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 a he's a he's a New York Jew, but he's Mavish Kodesh Kodesh. It's crazy. He's looking at this Jew. He's looking at this this Mavish heavy heavy drug addict. He says, 
Jethro. <laughs> His mom and dad, he repeats it like three, four times. Jethro. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he goes, you ever hear of Jethro Tull? <laughs> so that's a band from the 60s. You ever hear of Jethro Tull? And, and he says, and then he says, you know, the whole Torah, and he starts giving over the Zohar HaKadosh from Parshas Yisro. Okay. It says, Parshas Yisro, Parshas, okay. what? Pen. So yeah, he starts giving over the Zohar, he says, you should know, the Zohar says, until Yitro came, and he said, Yitro, first line said Jethro, he says, Jethro tried everything. You should know that. Everything, tried it. He says, <laughs> He says, he says, he says, when Jethro came to Mount Sinai, the Zohar says there was no way that heaven could open up and the Torah could be given without him being there and being part of it. Even Moshe is not enough. Am Yisrael needed to know that the Torah is not only for when you're in a high place. Torah is for everywhere, even when it feels old, even when you're strung out, even when you're addicted. The Torah is there too. Torah is with you. We needed that guy. I picture him with tattoos and feathers and every possible thing and every pipe and every whatever. <laughs> and he gets her, he says, Baruch Hashem. That's what the Zohar says. When Zohar Kadasi Yisrael, when Yisrael came and said, Baruch Hashem, it was then that the heavens were able to open up. Because for the Torah to come into this world, it has to reach the depths of the human experience. If it's only for the top half of the human experience, it's Nazalozeh. It has to land all the way in the depths of the darkest, the darkest recesses of the human heart. It has to land Yitro. What? Yes, Nachon, Nachon. His union is, he adds the energy. Yeter, the Vav, and yeah, it's Gvaldik. So, so, so. So, Rabbi Kiva giving this over. <laughs> Mamish, the kids of this Yid now is, thank God, married with kids, and he's like, Mamish, rocking. Because someone told him, we need you. And without you, it's not Zelozeh. So amazing, but he said it in such a way, with such joy. This is this unbelievable thing of Mordechai, like Haman just came out after sending letters to the world about destroying the Jews. Mordechai runs over to Meryl, Beryl, and Shmeryl, and, 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 they, and, and, and the three Yingalach, they say these psukim, Altir, Mipachat, Piso, and we show something. These three psukim we say every davening about how Hashem, don't be afraid, and Hashem is carrying it all, and it's going to be okay. And Mordechai cracks up. It's one thing to be like, phew, you know? It's another thing to be like, oh, like to just crack up. You have to be such a trusting, happy person. You have to be what it takes to be able to crack up in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is Mordechai. Like, Muhammad just sent out letters to the known world to destroy the Jews. Mordechai is running after Maribel and Shrill. These little kinderlach, they're going to tell me what's really happening in heaven. And they tell them these three psukkah. And Mordechai's like, <laughs> He starts to crack up. It's not, it's, you have to be such a happy, you have to be such a, you have to be ready for the joke. Like, always ready for the joke. It's like, 
it's it's a mamish, it's a medrega. You know what I mean? Once you bring someone in with the tattoos and the drugs and everything to be look at him and say, Jethro, <laughs> like you have to be such a happy person to be able to do that. You have to be. It's ah, it's so amazing who Mordechai was, and that the real the real good people in the generation who they're alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same guy. Rabbi Kivak. Kivak, my friend. My friend, my friend Ari Fenton saw him uh, on Pushkina and like he said, he pulled his pants. I can't do much. He pulled his pants up to like up his chest, started walking like da da da. He's got like Ritsubichi bars, man. He's just like walking down Pushkina Street. You can walk in any checkpoint. Oh my God. Uh, it's 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 uh, uh, it, uh, you last night like last night at the shear they're doing construction in the base measures and they're like bangs and there's like some wood smoke coming out it's like it's very very dis- very disruptive and a at a certain point is trying to say shear he's okay let's sing a nigga and we sing a nigga and he's like closing his eyes and they're singing he's, he's talking about yts chime because pastor's bow he's closing his eyes and then like the nigga ends he opens his eyes and says uh, are we out of Egypt yet? <laughs> he's, he's, he's always holding by the joke. So it's it's such a bittle, it's such a such humility, it's beyond humility. It's such such I don't even know how to describe it. So Mordechai hears the three psukim and cracks up. So to appreciate what that is, like Sachak. Yeah. Yeah. Haman just, Haman just, Haman sent out all the letters, and he's walking out like, ha, 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 man. Mordechai, can he, re- he was aware of what was going on. Mordechai knew everything that was going on. Mordechai yada, and so he runs to these three Jewish children to see where their verses are at, because that's where you can get a prophecy from Shemai. And as soon as he hears these three psukim, he just bursts out laughing. Yeah. yeah. Do not be afraid. It's printed after Elenu every single Shachrit Mariv every day. They sing it. You heard it? So the Adam, and what's that Pasuk about? That's an additional thing, not from the Purim story. Is the Pasuk the Gemara uses for the importance of staying in Shul a little bit longer, to linger. To linger, not just about being the first one to leave. There's the inion of lingering. There's an inion of when you come into shul, not to start davening right away. Just be there. Yes, very important thing. Gemara says a really important thing. You have to wait a little bit before you start. They can't. You're not supposed to run into shul and start davening right away. You come in. That's where we get Ashrei Yoshve Vesech. That's why we add that pasuk before, because the Tehillim to. Uh, 145 actually starts with Tehillah Ludavid. It doesn't start with Ashrei. We add on those two psukim of Ashrei 
because they're about the joy and the fulfillment of simply being in shul. Just being there. So when you come into shul, there's an inning to just be there and then start davening. And when you finish davening, just be there and then you leave. Very important thing. Just to appreciate. Hashem is so happy you came in, right? And doesn't want you to just go, right? It's really to vault. It's, a, it's, it's a, not just about the functional thing of accomplishing the davening. It's that you, it's that you showed up. Same thing with these bodies. Rabbi Nachman said about these bodies. We talk to Hashem every day. Even if you have nothing to say, just that you showed up matters. matters. So, okay. So Mordechai is laughing. What is this joy? She says, he was, he was laughing. He was laughing and he was like in like bliss. He was in utter, like, I was so happy, right? And like, he's there with Maribel and Shmeril. Haman's looking over him with all the dignitaries and the greatest people. And then Haman's like, it got made such an impression that Haman couldn't not, he asked him, what are you happy about? What is this? You heard these three things, and they said like something in Hebrew, what is this? Amarlo, it's because the good news I just got, that I shouldn't be afraid of the terrible plans that you just made against us. <laughs> oh, I'm so, so happy. I'm not excited. It's unbelievable. I'm just be afraid of it. <laughs> unbelievable. So the Medrash ends. So Haman says, all right, I'm going to get those kids first. Don't worry, he doesn't end up getting anybody. But he will get to that next week. And now... Getting to the end of the hour, I said there's an inside story and an outside story, right? Mamish, we need that inside story. The outside story is it's old. Even in Egypt, the Jews felt there were once good old days when Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov were alive, when the Shvatim were alive, Yosef was alive, Levi, you know, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, all of them. Now it just became like, I mean, we lost it. It's old, right? They felt old then. The feeling of being old is old. <laughs> and it's a thing that keeps coming back. Keeps coming back. We need to connect to the inside story. Haman is looking at the outside, saying, oh, these Jews, they're the worst. They, they, they don't have Hakar Satov to, to, to Paro. They, they're going to destroy the world. They, they built this house. I don't know what was in there. They go in there. I don't know what they do. And they go out and they fight and they hurt people. And painting them as being selfish. And sometimes we can feel this way. You know, Rav Levi Yitzchak Bender, Zatzal. Rav Levi Yitzchak Bender was like, he was the Rosh Yeshiva of the old rest of Yeshiva in the, in the 1960s and 70s. He passed away in the early 80s. I believe Yitzhak Bender. He was Rav Kivak's Rabbi. I believe Yitzhak Bender. I believe Yitzhak Bender was a Talmud of Rabbi Avram ben of Rav Nachman, who was a Talmud, who was the son of Nachman Cheriner, a Tolchener, who was the Talmud of Rabbi Nasan. So it's Rabbi Nachman, Rav Nasan, Rav Nachman Tolchener. Avram Rav Nachman, Levi Yitzchak Bender, okay, five generations away from the Rebbeinu. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amazing. 
right? So, right? And 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 Rabbi Kivak is the Talmud of Rabbi Yitzchak Bender. He's six, only six generations away from uh, six people away from the Rabbi. That's counting the Rabbi, five generations. So, so Rabbi Yitzchak Bender one time. <laughs> this is a crazy quote, but he wanted he wanted people to say this. He wanted he said this publicly on purpose. He said. That we should just know this because sometimes things we feel these crazy things inside ourselves. He said, You should know if I would have listened to my evil inclination, I would have burnt down every shul in Yerushalayim. Well, maybe it's like Bender, it's of Kivak Spravi. Sometimes. Do you really blame me for saying that? Right? <laughs> sometimes Yiddish kite. We hate it. It happens. I'm just telling you. So you just know you're not the first one. We're not the last one. But there's an outside story and there's an inside story. The oldness, Amishel felt already in Mitzrayim, it's so old. We're not like the Ovals, we're not like the Shvatim, we're already old, we're enslaved, it's over. These points of light, what it was, you know, in 1948, after the War of Independence, there were Israeli flags hanging in Meishar, all through Meishar. There were, I'm just telling you that there were. You can look this up. It was a, it's a fact. Because why? Because it was unbelievable. There's a Jewish country after thousands of years. Just saying like, afterwards it became political, etc., etc. But we, we get lit up here and there. And we quickly becomes old. <laughs> Very quickly becomes old. We need our mezuzah, we need the inside story. We need the children to remind us. Every davening now, you can remember this. First of all, in Ashrei, in the beginning, Korav Hashem Lechol Koirav, the Medjush here learned, <coughs> the Jews are called God's relatives. Korav Hashem Lechol Koirav, doesn't just mean Hashem is close to those who call out to Him, it means Hashem is your relative. The Medjush says clearly, Hashem is so close to you, He's your relative, and if it feels like he's not answering, he gets so angry sometimes, he gets so angry sometimes at, at, the, at, at the people in our own homes, he gets so angry sometimes at Hashem. I need the mezuzah, what's that? I need the mezuzah, I need the, 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 the renewal that the mezuzah has. Meryl, Beryl, and Shmeryl, these three kinderlach, these yingalach that are, that are in us, they're in us. That the things are not old, they're new. The mezuzah is meant to give us the newness of coming home. The newness of being in a real holy Jewish space. Hashem, the food is kosher. And there are brachas that are made in here. Shabbos is in here. A real place, a real inside. It's not a continuation of the outside. Kivak says, mezuzah is higher than pillar. Your mechavan, every second, it's a mitzvah. And whenever you need to, you can think about your mezuzah on your door. And how the mezuzah says, Hashem Echad. And it says, love Hashem to everything you've got. And it says, Vem And it gives you the math. If it's good, it's going to be good. And if it's not good, you're going to be in trouble. But don't stop after that. Be all 
when it gets old and the verses are old and it's like, oh yeah, I messed up and now it's over and we're banging our heads on the piano. I'll never get that melody right. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> and our whole generation is just, oh, we have to get to the sound. We have to get to the sound. Start again, try again. Put those words on your heart. See what happens this time. See what happens this time. Try again, try again. There's some little child who just came out of school. He wants to tell you his puzzle. He lives inside your heart. She lives inside your heart. He wants to tell you something. So holy, straight from heaven. Mom is straight from heaven. Vat zikna, even in zikna, anihu, I'm the same God. 2023, you came out, baby. Dude, <laughs> it's the same But as long as it's the same me, anihu, it's me. It's so old, it's mamish God. They have such strength, they have such strength. And, Tell you it's so strengthening just to sit together and learn about Purim with the Chavrai every week. It's very strengthening to me. Thank you so much for coming. So strengthening to me. I'm just as freaked out. I'm just as freaked out. I wish I was on the level of Mordechai to keep laughing. Thank God for Kivak to make the jokes and help remind us, remind us to be alive. To... Somebody asked him, uh, somebody in my friend was speaking to him, says, does the rabbi want this? Does the rabbi agree with that? His, which rabbi? To my me? Is rabbi quack quack? <laughs> he said that about himself. <laughs> the key back, it sounds like quack. It's so funny. He's like, Mamish, <sighs> not to take, not to let the world make things too serious. Mamish, all those serious people, they took the old argument very seriously. Immediately, okay, we're destroying them. Don't take it too seriously. Make the joke. Make the joke. It's also a big, big thing in, in homemaking. I tell my kids this. This is an age for parenting all the time. This is for parenting. I tell my kids, if you if 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 something's going on and there's something you need you want something and I'm saying no, if you can get me to laugh, I'll say yes. <laughs> <laughs> tell them that. You told them the hack. I told them the hack. It's not easy to make me laugh. You have to actually oh, be mantic the dim. You have to understand. Make a make. You can make me laugh. That's what David Melech did. We'll end with that. David Melech. David Melech says to Hashem, says, I want the Jews to say, Elokei David, in the Shemona Israel. And Hashem says, sorry, I can't, I can't give you that. He says, well, come on, come on. I really did. He says, all the others, you know why they get, why we say that? Because they had a test and they passed it. And you, you won't pass it if I give you a test. He says, come on, come on, try me out, try me out. I can pass it, I can pass it. He says, Okay, try with the simplest test there is. And he, and, and he sends up Bathsheba, right? David Melech fails miserably. So he comes into the heavenly court and say, David, we tested you, you messed up. David gets up there, straightens his bow tie. Imagine it's like, says, he says, Nazar says, for this, he got the title clown of the king. Jester, court jester. Badchana de Malka. Nazar Kodesh says, yes, yes, yes. Badchana de Malka, the clown of the king, the, the jester of the king. Don says, Look, members of the jury, your royal highness, Hashem, <laughs> says, <laughs> of course, I, 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 at this test, I, I asked for it myself, and I prepared, and I, I did my absolute best. And, and you should just know that 
the righteousness of what my soul wants is, of course, to fully pass this test. But you, Hashem, had said before that I would fail. And far be it from me to prove you wrong. <laughs> far be it from me to prove you wrong. And they all started laughing and they threw out the case. <laughs>